look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popovich. How you doing, buddy? Hi, Faisal. I'm great. How about you? My glasses keep on fogging up it's with a this problem. mask. I know. Hey, but it might not. It... Have you figured out how to use this mask and not get your glasses yeah. fogged up? Yeah, but you really got to bend it around your nose. Like you got to get one of those ones that you can. What if my nose is already bent the well, way? You got a giant honker, so it I do. Be, it might I, be a problem. I, that's why I can <laughs> smell all the um <laughs> that you're giving to me. <laughs> Jeez. See, this is what happens when I'm cooped up all day and we, I can't get out of the house. I go stir crazy and then, you know, this kind of stuff happens. So how, how are you dealing with that? Because there's there's some mixed feelings that I'm getting from clients yeah. and from listeners. And I think I can be honest and say it, it does affect me. Okay. And, and uh, like I had, I was talking to you during the week, right? There was a night that I just had to get out of the house. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't any destination in mind or anything like that. I just felt, and you know me, I'm a homebody too, yeah, yeah. right? And yeah, so... Yeah. That's what my wife said. Geez, are you, are you okay? I said, you know, I just need to get to get out. But listen, I'm not doing anything stupid, right? I'm su- I support this idea of the mask and everything else. I think it's important that we got to yeah. try to bring it down. You and I have a very good friend that's uh, an intensive care doctor. And you know what? Um, there's some bad stuff happening right now. Yeah. You know, um, the vaccine is coming. Yeah, it is. What are your thoughts? That's fantastic, right? It's, it's going to be a very weird period, though. I believe, over the next three or four months. You're going to have skyrocketing virus cases and deaths at the same time that we're getting these shots administered, and it's just going to be a very weird, in my opinion, three- or a four-month period. Where I'm hearing about two different things. First of all, I'm hearing about, well, the vaccine's here, so everything's going to be fine now. Right. So I take that with a grain of salt. Um, The timelines that we're hearing from the provincial governments across this country... I think are very optimistic. You and I have a yep. uh, a dinner when we can ever yep. go for dinner. Yep. Uh, bet on this one. You're calling what? Vaccines? I'm saying end of June. Anybody yeah. that wants to be vaccinated will have access to it by the end of June. Yeah. I, I, I hope you're right, but yeah. I, I have my reservations yep. on the efficiency of getting this all out and administered and so forth. And I'll tell you where my optimism comes from because it's often reverse, right? Your yeah. timelines are often quicker than mine. I'm more conservative generally than you are. Um, and I, when you have a crisis, it's amazing how much you can push through, how much red tape, how much people can pull together. And so some of that, I'm banking on that. I'm banking on the fact that, that this, is a, this is a nationwide problem, and every, it's in everybody's best interest to do it. And I think that it, it happens quicker. And am I being hopeful? Yes. Okay. Maybe too aggressive. Maybe. We'll see. But I think there's a chance. Yeah. And, and we've got a great show today because yeah. we're going to bring on... Uh, one of the economists that come to on our show all the time talking about a couple of things. What's happening in the economy? Yes. Because it kind of seems like it's getting back to, at least the stock markets do that, but the economy isn't yep. showing that. Yep. And I want to ask him about, can the government take our money away? And you know why we're asking him that question is because we're being asked that. Um, I wouldn't say a lot, but it's a question that's coming up. Bunch of debt, right? C- a country is incurring a bunch of debt. Yeah. There's been comments made the federal in government the press. Did, the federal government announced that we have so much money sitting in cash, right. corporate and personal. Right. Uh, we're hoarding cash is the words that we've used at CIBC. And the, the, the notion that's come out of it is that the government will just take it. Right. Can they do that? Yeah. 
Let's find out. I think this is going to be interesting conversation. Of course, we want to make sure we've got that covered. And then, you know, there are many people, myself included, who will be spending the holiday season alone. Right. Right. Um, and so it's it's interesting during this is going to be, of course, different because it's the pandemic. We can't we're on lockdown for another few weeks and so forth. Yeah. I'm a I'm opposite to you. I'm not a homebody. I like to get out and yep. do things. But I'm not an outdoorsy person. So. Right. Right. <laughs> so um what do you do? What do you do when you're spending time alone? Uh we're gonna talk to a psychologist. How do you get through this? And and that's gonna be an interesting piece as well. So it's it's a, a very interesting week in the markets. Um vaccine stuff are coming out. More and more companies are being viewed as what their earnings are and what their earnings forecasts are. Mm-hmm. And holy IPO week. Well, IPO year, right? It's been a record year. 160 plus whatever, uh, got to be a, close to 165 billion, probably north of that number now. Yeah. Some big names came out um, and a huge appetite for it. So DoorDash and Airbnb, IPO this week. Uh, both of those companies priced above their range. So when they go out and market the company to investors, they come up with an initial price. Uh, that price that they established as the IPO price, Faisal, as you know, was above what their marketed range was. That indicates an appetite for those securities. Yeah. And then when they go public, these things jump 80, 100% in one day. Yep. So that you you can tell there's still a massive appetite for money to flow into these kind of uh, growthy technology names. And I'm going to say, I'm going to throw Disney in on that too because I was reporting about Disney on um on friday on friday yeah yeah right and the subscriptions on their disney plus are going through the roof i if memory serves me correct they had pretty cautious or optim um conservative estimates in hindsight of about 50 million uh, paid subscribers and i think it was in a couple of years yeah i don't think we're a couple of years in and they're through 83 million expected to go to 260 million guess what share has a, a massive pop on friday morning as a result of that because now Disney's being rewarded for being in that space. Analysts are calling Disney the new Netflix. Yeah. Um, The pandemic has really helped a whole bunch of industries. Companies uh, that are being valued larger than the entire uh, uh, aggregate of their competitors. Airbnb, valuation higher than all the other hotels out there. Don't know why we're comparing Airbnb to to hotels because they're two different products that people are looking for, but... Okay, let's let's put them together in the same boat, and uh, we're we're here's what's going to be interesting. An Airbnb is different than let's say a Disney from a a streaming service basis. Is Airbnb is on the hopes that things get back where we can start to travel freely, live mm-hmm. in places, so on and so forth. The difference is going to be when it comes to these companies that have been doing very well because of the pandemic, and if we get back to normal twelve months from now. That growth is going to slow down, it potentially. Certainly could. That's right. Potentially. That's right. What happens to people's investments? You're chasing after these investments. You've got to go after these stay-at-home or work-from-home companies, and then things start to change. Yeah. So why go after that when you can just go after good, basic companies that are showing good numbers, good management, and you're paying for the growth well, you're paying fairly for growth, right? Fairly, yeah. Yeah. Or you're t- getting growth for free. Oh, that's even better. 
And there's still opportunity oh, there. Huge. There's still opportunity huge. there. Yeah, it's a good point. You, people are going to have to, um, as investors, you're going to have to stay pretty diligent about what your positions are and don't overstay your welcome. Yep. Right. Valuations still do matter, even in a, even in an environment where they might be stretched, and there might even be good reason for it with interest rates where they are. And this is where active management will come into play. Yeah. I agree with you. This is a buy, hold, and hope everything works out. Yeah. And you're getting that now because the Toronto Stock Exchange now went back up to even territory, if you include dividends slightly above uh, from January 1st. And you're hearing now, see, if you just stayed in the market, mm. everything would have been okay. Mm. Yeah, but what, what gets missed in that comment, Dave, is you've lost time. Right. We're just lucky it only took... 10 months, 11 months. And we are, right? We set a record in how fast this thing recovered. Correct. In Canada, right. it took us 12 months. Right. During the financial crisis, it took years. Right. So it's not a just hold on to the market and right. it'll work itself out, yeah. especially when you have specific growth numbers you need for your retirement. Right. And so that's the stuff that we've been talking about. People are concerned about that. that it's, it's taken them so long to recover and then it drops again and takes them so long to recover. They don't see growth over five, six, seven years. Right. Well, that's because of all, all the volatility. And it yeah. requires an active approach with multiple assets, multiple yeah. disciplines in multiple areas around the world to actually see some decent returns like we've had. Right. And, and listen, we're going to, uh, I'll tease, I suppose, the, um, the fourth segment today because we want to talk about that structure, structure and discipline we talk about. But how do you actually do that? Yeah. Right? And how do you not get caught, you know, for years in an, in a in a portfolio that that gets no growth that you have to dip into right yeah. structure and, and discipline are important yeah and and let's talk about all this and how it relates to retirement we're going to talk mm. to you about the discipline the structure uh, five pillars of investment strategy approach on our next webinar Tuesday January nineteenth seven p.m. live online you need to register go to morethanmoneyradio.com that's morethanmoneyradio.com to register. There's going to be a big mental impact this, uh, this holiday season, and we're going to talk to an expert after the break about how to position yourself and enjoy it as best you can. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Faisal, you, you talked about your Christmas experiences, your holiday experience is going to be you're flying solo. I am solo. Right. And there's going to be lots of people in that situation. And even if they're not solo, they're not going to be able, we can't get together and with family the way that we might have in past years. Yeah, so there's two different types. There's yeah. there are families who are going to be around each other but yeah. can't have the the traditional Christmas they Correct. maybe have experienced before. Yep. But there are going to be a lot of Canadians who are going to be alone yep. in their own homes yep. uh during during the holiday season. Yep. And so how do we deal with that? And I think I I'd, I'd like to kind of understand cuz I I break down people in two different groups, introverts and extroverts. Right. And, and they handle things differently from my understanding, but I'm not in this well, we're gonna world find out. to find out exactly how, how they do it. And I want to learn some tips for myself during the <laughs> holiday season. So, well, we, guys, we're all going to be in this together, right? So yeah. introverts and extroverts, Correct. for sure. Correct. And Dr. Brent McDonald's going to join us uh, today to help us understand that. He's a lead psychologist, um, McDonald Psychology Group, adjunct associate professor at UFC, and also a sessional instructor at MRU. So I think he's going to have some good insight here. Brent, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the time. Well, uh, we appreciate, or we're going to appreciate uh, what you have to say and what you hear. So what, what should we anticipate here, given the sort of that lead up and the different kinds of people and the probably very different situation we're going to face this holiday season? Well, I mean, it's, it's 
obviously a holiday like no other, obviously, right? We've, we've not experienced anything quite like this in our lifetimes. And, um, you know, with, with the recent public health orders that are, that are coming out of the province, uh, we are looking at a, at a situation in which families who would usually be together, and, you know, that's something people really anticipate and look forward to at this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not going to be happening, uh, and it shouldn't be happening, quite frankly. So, I mean, if we want to get out of this, we need to kind of follow the, all the rules, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make it emotionally easier, though, because, you know, we, we do look forward to this. We look forward to spending time with our family and, and our extended family, our grandkids and, um, you know, aunts and uncles and cousins and the whole thing, right? And this year, it's just whoever's in your house. Well, there they are, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same people we've been seeing since March. Um so the the frustration a little bit is we are, and I, I heard you talking a bit about introverts and extroverts. Um, that's kind of a scale, right? Um, there are some people who are more introverted, some people who are less introverted, some are, some are somewhere in between, and some people, it depends on the situation. Um, and what, what those scales talk about is where we draw our energy from. Yeah. And if you're an introvert, you draw energy from being on your own. If you're an extrovert, you tend to draw energy from being around other people. And if we're in a situation where you can't be around other people, that's going to hurt. The, that's going to hit the extroverts pretty hard. Yeah. And if you're um, an introvert, you know, uh, some of this has been paying off for you and you've been feeling recharged. But everyone needs other people, regardless if you're an introvert or an extrovert. We need, we really do need each other. Okay, so let's talk about the extroverts here, because I happen sure. to know one whose personal <laughs> circumstances are are going to. Uh, are anyone, going to any, anyone we both know? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, who shall go unnamed for the time being? Um, yeah. But if you're an extrovert and you're in that situation, I would imagine that's the hardest scenario. Um, uh, what you know? What can a person do to to try to keep engaged and get that connection that they need to to charge their batteries? Well, there's a few different things that are that are you know. Uh, Pretty time tested. Um, first of all, I mean, we're, if there was ever a time to have a pandemic, um, now is the time because we have the technology that we can connect, um, you know, using video uh, chats and those kinds of things, Zoom and uh, FaceTime and those sorts of things. So make use of that. Um, you know, social media gets demonized quite a bit um, and uh, sometimes unfairly so, sometimes rightfully so. But, you know, there is a way of keeping connected um, through social media, through, uh, you know, Skyping, FaceTiming, Zooming, that kind of thing. Um, There's nothing saying you can't still go out for a walk and socialize with people, provided you follow the guidelines, like maintain your distance and wear your mask, right? Right. Um, So you can still, you know, have your, you know, uh, social uh, get-togethers with, say, one other person, provided you're following the restrictions that are are in place. Mm -hmm. Um, That way you're not feeling quite as isolated. Um, And... The other thing is just over the, over the holidays too. I know with with some listeners who might be older, there's the um, you know the missing the grandkids thing, right? So uh, you know this is when we take some of the limits that we usually have on ourselves around the holidays. Like, oh, I don't want to spoil the kids. You know what? This year, spoil them. <laughs> it's right. it's uh, it'll for, for the extroverts and the introverts, but particularly for the extroverts, just knowing that you've made a difference for someone else feeds that energy need. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, there's going to be a number of people, my mom included in this, that will be in long-term uh-huh. care facilities, and that's going to be yeah. particularly challenging, uh, I yes. think. I don't know if you've got any special uh, sort of thoughts around um, around what we should be doing to support them through this period. Um, 
you know, it, it's it's hard uh, with with um, parents, grandparents in, in long term care because we have the anxiety of you know because we know the the rates of spread there are are traditionally quite a bit higher, so we have concerns about their health and their safety. Um, we have concerns about their staff and the health and safety of their staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we feel remote from them, and they feel remote from us. So again, using the, the video links where possible can be can be really helpful. Even and this is something we don't think of very often is even writing a letter, not you know mm-hmm. email, writing a letter, a physical letter, like using you know pen and paper, mm-hmm. um, is a very it's almost it, it draws on our yeah. on our sense of nostalgia a little bit too, and makes us feel warm and connected to someone else that is physically distant from us uh, in a way that even video can't do. So that's something else you could do. And I've seen on social media a few folks who've been you know, posting about residents in their parents' say long-term care who may not have family in the, in the community or may not be getting visitors, um, just saying their names and you know, these people would love to have letters. I think that's brilliant. It's a great idea. So they're getting letters from strangers just saying, hey, checking in, seeing how you're doing, hope you have a good holiday. You know, uh, here's a story about my family, right? I think that's a that's a great idea. It's a great initiative. Yeah, that's a cool that idea. is a great idea. Yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, Brent. I'm 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 trying to get a sense, and I don't you, you know I'm going to ask the question right, but as people go through this period, and uh, you know, there'll be different emotions that they experience. For instance, yeah. I was telling Faisal last week, and I'm more of a homebody than Faisal for sure, but I even felt the need, like I just had to get out of my house, physically get mm-hmm. out of my house. Um, what are, the, what are some of the telltale signs that people should be listening to in, for their, in their gut about, okay, I, I need to do something, I need to change it up, or I'm going down a path I shouldn't yeah. be going down? Um, the first thing I look for and, and recommend to my clients to look for is irritability. If, things, if, if the small things start to feel like big things, there's a couple, couple of factors there. One is you're probably not getting enough rest. Um, second is that you do need that physical break. And a physical break is great if you can do it. I know a lot of people live in situations where there's not much room. They can't separate themselves from, you know, whoever's, whoever they're living with. Um, you know, I know uh, what I recommend to families in those situations or to clients in those situations is even just, you know, putting on a, a set of headphones and listening to some music or a podcast. You know, just you, you create your own bubble, right, uh, when you do that. Uh, going for a drive, those kinds of things are um, – really relatively easy to do and uh, really restorative too, because, you know, be you an introvert or an extrovert, uh, I tend to be more of an extrovert myself. Uh, I love going for a drive uh, just on my own listening to music. It's a great way for me to recharge, come back um, and feel more uh, connected to the people I'm with as opposed to irritated <laughs> with the people I'm with. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how to get a, I mean, Faisal's irritable all the time, so I can't use that as a guideline. So irritating. <laughs> you can write me a letter. How's that, Dave? Yeah, write him a letter. Let him know that, uh, use an I statement, say, I, it, it bothers me when you are so irritable. And, oh, uh, you it's know, just see part of his wonderful you're... personality. I come to love I get text messages like that from him all the time. Do, just want to let you know you're still irritating me, Faisal. <laughs> Are we doing couples couples therapy here now? Is that right? Business partner therapy. Here we are. Listen, Brent, thank you very much. Uh, I know this is going to be a difficult time for a lot of people. I, you know, I hope yeah. this helped. I, I appreciate you sharing some of those thoughts. I pick, I've written down a couple of things that I want to ask you, particularly with my mom. Um, I think that'll be, that'll be wonderful. Thank you for your time today. If, if I can just put in one really quick plug, the Psychological Association of Alberta, uh, actually, uh, we have a number of volunteers who are providing uh, free uh, counseling services for the community. So uh, if people want to check that out, just go to, just Google Psychologist Association of Alberta, and uh, they can hook you up. 
Great. Thank you for adding that. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, folks. We've been joined by Dr. Brent McDonald, lead psychologist at McDonald Psychology Group. He's also an adjunct associate professor at U of, uh, U of C and a sessional instructor at MRU. Um, listen, there's a, there's a whole psychology about transitioning and living in retirement, right? That change uh, is also an important change psychologically, physically, mentally, and financially. We've got to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to bulletproof that retirement on Tuesday, January 19th, 7 p.m., live online. So you need to go to morethanmoneyradio.com to register. That's morethanmoneyradio.com to register. Can the government take your money to pay its debts? Let's find out after the break. You're on 770 CHQR in More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Um, Faisal, uh, we've got governments printing money, creating debt to get through the pandemic. Correct. Okay. Um, in some areas, people believe, uh, you, you know, there's, there's press that indicates or, or creates the fear that one of the solutions to overcoming some of this debt okay, or stimulating the economy is going to be to confiscate your assets. Yeah, Yours take are my assets. Take your and money. pay down the debt with it the and away we go. come and just take it. Just take it. Right. Okay. Here's one of the things is that going back a, a, a bit now, maybe a week or so, um, there was a report that came out saying that Canadians are hoarding cash. Right. Canadian businesses and individuals. Yes. And so the government is looking for some sort of solution to get people to spend this money. So let's go to the people who actually are talking about all this <laughs> stuff and have an idea of what the economics is behind this and right. what they're talking to the government about, right. which would be interesting. Right. And so we have Benjamin Tall, Deputy Chief Economist, CIBC World Markets. Benny, welcome to the show again. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, so we are getting um, a lot of phone calls, emails, um, queries on what the government can do because there's been so much debt that, that we, and there's been so much stimulus and we have to pay the piper at some point. And so through the world of Twitter, there was some commentary that the government's going to seize Canadians' assets or savings to pay down this debt. What are your thoughts about that? <laughs> I'm shocked. This is not going to happen. This is not even remotely a possibility. We are not in Russia. We are not in Cuba. This is Canada. This is not going to happen. So let's put it uh, in perspective. Surely Canadians are sitting on a huge amount of money. I estimate roughly $170 billion of excess cash sitting in checking accounts, looking for direction, waiting for an opportunity to be spent. What the finance minister is telling us is that we will love you to spend this money in order to stimulate the economy, and we will love to encourage you to do so. And I suggest that the minute you provide the vaccine, and the vaccine will come, we all know that, people don't need any encouragement to spend. They will spend like there is no tomorrow. People are dying to spend. They just want the green light. Nobody is going to touch this money, and I'm not sure where all those rumors are coming from. It's simply absolutely ridiculous. It's social media. Benny, it's social media and sometimes... Well, and it's general fear, right? Because, you well, know... it's not general. It's happening in this province. It's well, not happening across the country. I don't know we if it's have, happening across the country, but it's happening here. We have clients across the country, and if you hear the people who are calling us, it's, it's clients and listeners of this show that are, are from this province. And, and there, Fair enough. And there is a problem with that. And I think what we need to look at is the government, like, like Benny said, it's not Russia, it's not Cuba, we can't do this kind of stuff. And he's got a point. Now, uh, Betty, don't you think we need some more incentive than just get out of the way, government, and give us the vaccine? Like, why not just maybe say GST holiday, PST holiday? 
and get that money out as quickly as possible because there's going to be a drag on the amount of time it takes for people to to say yes i'm comfortable and i'm going to start spending traveling whatever it may be yes that's a, that's a possibility and i i think that's not a crazy idea also i think that when it comes to small businesses remember 80 billion dollars of uh, this amount of money is sitting is sitting uh, in the pockets of uh, businesses and we know unfortunately that many businesses will not survive COVID-19, but many businesses will start a new trajectory. Mm-hmm. And in order to start, you need to remove red tape, make it easier on them to start because we will be needing it. So yes, whatever you can do to support uh, households in terms of spending, but the point that I'm making that a significant portion of this uh, uh, money that is sitting on the sideline is held by high income Canadians. Believe me, they don't need any encouragement. They will spend the minute they have the green light. And the good thing is that they will spend most of this money on services, exactly where you need the help, yeah. where the jobs are not there at this point. So that will be a, you know, a double win, if you wish, a win-win situation in which, A, you get the incentive, and also you create jobs where you need to create jobs in the service sector. So I'm very optimistic about the second half of uh, 2021 when we unleash this cash. But clearly, if you can help to spend it, I, I'm all for it. We need it. Um, now, let's put other things in perspective. Clearly, the government will have to finance its spending at one point. It's not going to be anytime soon, but let's say two, three years from now. Is it unthinkable that given the permanent increase in spending and for the next two minutes let me explain something spending government spending relative to gdp was 15 percent before the crisis now it's 30 40 percent of course it will go down yeah but it will go down to about 16 17 18 which means that we are going to see a permanent increase in government spending and somebody will have to pay for it so it's not unthinkable that uh, two three years from now We will see uh, governments trying to raise taxes. It might be higher inclusion rate on capital gain. It might be dividends. It might be higher carbon tax, whatever it is. But it's not taking your money. It's basically raising taxes, and it will be mostly on wealth as opposed or on income gain as opposed to uh, actual income. So we have to be careful uh, the way we uh, view the situation and express uh, our view, because it's uh, clearly something that might happen, but not anytime soon. So let me ask this question. Uh, are you in the viewpoint that we will not see any tax changes in 2021 and they'll be pushed off? Because many Canadians, high net worth individuals, are concerned that the inclusion rate on capital gains are going to ca- happen next year. So they got to cash in, take the lower tax rate now, because next year and the year after that, it's going to be even higher. So there's a, there's a, they're, they're trying to predict what the government's doing here. What would be your prediction? Yes. So first of all, we know that they already introduced uh, some uh, form of taxation on big tech, as you know, in the last uh, uh, fiscal uh, policy update, and also on options. Now, the rumor is that they will go after higher inclusion rate. I think it will not make any sense whatsoever to start taxing the economy when you are in a recovery mode. Remember, the first six months of the year will not be great. Uh, The winter will be tough. Nobody is under any illusion that it will be easier. So the real recovery will be in the second half of the year. And do you want to start taxing Canadians in the early stages of the recovery? I don't think it's the right thing to do. 
And also remember, the revenue aspect of a capital gain tax is very minimal as far as the government is concerned. Another reason to wait. So I doubt they will do it in 2021. I hope I'm not wrong on that. I clearly would advise the government not to do so. Okay. Um, that's great. I mean, taxes, Finally. this fear, clear. Um, but it's clear, right? I think we can put it to bed. What's your, what's your favorite line? Clear is? Well, clear is kind. Clear is kind. Clear Benny. is kind. And that's, that's what we're clear. looking for. Benny, I want to thank you very much. Um, that, was a, that was a pressing question for many people, certainly in our province here, um, people that we've had. I think you've answered that. And thank you for your, uh, your feedback about what, uh, you know, what next year is going to look like. My pleasure and good luck with everything. Cheers. We've been joined by Benny Tall, Deputy Chief Economist, CIBC World Markets. Always, always a good source um, and a st- sort of a straight talker. Straight I shooter. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I love it. Shooter. So for all the people who are worried, I, I'm agreeing with Benny that it, the chances of the government doing something like you're, as if we're in Cuba or Russia is remote. So I wouldn't be worried about that. And I agree with him. I don't think that we're going to have a big tax change in 2021. We could be wrong. Right. But it'd be it, it's it's a bad time. Like we let's get recovery going, and then you can look, let's get people making more money before you tax them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, just be very careful, and when you're making sort of tax decisions, don't let the tax tail wag the investment dog. You got to sure do the you... right thing. We always talk about that, but you know, get proper tax advice exactly uh, from a strategic perspective. Okay, we got a, a, a seminar coming up. Let's talk about strategy, structure, yeah. discipline on Tuesday, January nineteenth, seven p.m. live online. You need to register for this. So go to morethanmoneyradio.com. That's morethanmoneyradio.com. Stick around after the break. We're going to tell you what your superpowers are to protect you in any market environment. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Structure and discipline are your two superpowers. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's go back to why you keep on saying this in our <laughs> webinars. You keep on saying this on our show. You tell our clients this. Mm-hmm. First of all, no one knows that they had superpowers when they're investing in their portfolios. <laughs> you have now brought that to the forefront. Yes. Thank you very much for that. And when we talk about superpowers, what are you referring to? What I mean by superpowers is you... As an investor, you can't predict every situation. Yeah. It's, it's fluid. It's changing all the time. Clearly, you know, we're talking about different crises at different periods. And there will never be a period of history, I don't think, that you will ever not have problems to deal with as an investor. Yeah. Right? Okay, so if you accept that as the norm, the norm is we don't know what problem we're going to be dealing with at any given time, but we know there's going to be problems, then it would stand to reason that we need to deal with with that particular issue, right? And we need to, uh, in this particular case, apply what you can control, right? And what you have within your control are the two superpowers, right? You can structure your portfolio in a way that particularly in retirement, you can deal with multiple goals because you will have different approaches to these different goals. Correct. That's structure. And then you can apply a discipline that's consistent with the objectives that you're trying to achieve over a period of time. Right, and so it's it's those two things, and it's not maybe these aren't new concepts by any stretch, Faisal, but you know what we've learned is is we need to remind people we need we need to think in very specific terms, and that's why I call them the superpowers. It brings people's yep. attention to it, and every single investor has the ability to do these two things. Here's what I think: um, when you're looking at your superpowers, you also have to know what your kryptonite is, right? And I can, I can imagine a typical listener on the show 
sitting down with their advisors and saying, what are my superpowers when it comes to my portfolio? I hope they okay? do, yeah. And after they have to explain to their advisor, <laughs> this is what I mean, what's the structure and what's the discipline you follow? Right. Okay. Now, everybody can talk about, I have a discipline to how I invest. Yes. Okay. When the advisor or the do-it-yourself investor can articulate their discipline, the next question that needs to be asked is, what's the kryptonite? Mm -hmm. What if you're wrong? Right. What's the impact? And I'll give you an example, because we've been hearing this a lot um, out there that just own dividend-paying stocks. That's the easiest one that I can come up with as, as an example, because it, it's being mentioned a lot. Right. The kryptonite for living off the dividends of a stock portfolio is stock market volatility. Correct. And well, withdrawing money out of your portfolio when there's volatility. Right, but, but add to that kryptonite dividend cuts. That's a byproduct of the market volatility. Keep in mind, the markets will first be volatile. The economy will then say, okay, hang on, we can't, we can't recover as quickly as we thought. Then companies will say, okay, we cannot maintain this dividend payment, and then we'll right. cut. Right. So the volatility will be the first indicator. That's right. your kryptonite. The byproduct of that is the dividend cuts. Yeah, which is an income cut if you're relying on it, right? And that's where I think people don't understand the downside of any discipline or strategy. Right. And so, yes, structure and discipline is your superpowers. But the kryptonite, you need to explore. Yeah. So the challenge I have for every listener, and whenever I put challenges out to our listener, do you know they actually, they actually listen? Mm -hmm. They actually talk to their advisor. I've been getting emails. Thank you very much. Notes come into us saying, I talked to my advisor, and this is what they said. And I love that. I right. love the fact that you're having these conversations with your advisor. What is the kryptonite to my superpowers in this, in this investment strategy? Right. And if your advisor just says, well, nothing if you hold it for 10 years, then there's your problem. Right. Because you have to hold on to a strategy. And going back to our example of dividend-paying stocks, are you not withdrawing from your money, from your savings, from your investment portfolio during retirement? So that's the important, that's the key thing, right? Because that's the structure. Yeah. And you have to recognize that, though, right? You have to know that that's a potential problem in order to structure for it. Correct. And so many people that we talk to get caught on the other end of that. Yeah. Right? This is the problem when markets go down or a dividend-paying stock goes down or whatever the case may be. If you have to draw out of it, i.e. sell that stock or sell some of your investments in a down market because you need income, then you've got a problem and you may double up that problem in a dividend-paying portfolio Yes. because you may some, sell some of the stock that ultimately has to deliver dividends to you for income. So Correct. There's, there's permanent impairments that can take place. So that's, you got to understand the environment and the goals you're going after, then apply the appropriate structure, then be consistent on the discipline, right? And all of those things work out. And, and this is the thing. It's not to say there won't be scary moments. Yep. Of course there's going to be scary moments, but I've already said I accept going forward there's always going to be a crisis. There's Correct. always a problem. There's always a risk. Correct. Okay. I, I was having a conversation with my father, and he's like, I really want to put more money in the market, but I'm waiting for, for something to tell me that it's going to be okay yeah. to do. And I go, what's the signal? Aside from his son? <laughs> Every, <laughs> I know he doesn't listen. He, he doesn't like, listen. Uh, my dad didn't listen to me either. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I said, so what's the signal? And he's like, oh, well, once we figure out about this Trump-Biden thing, and I go, and then what? And then what about China? And what about mm -hmm. Brexit? And what about the euro? And what about mm -hmm. 
Canadian Pirates tax and system. And, yeah, like, all these things, yeah. Like, there's a whole bunch of... So when do you get in? And he's like, Faisal, I just, I'm just not comfortable. And I go, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. You don't, if you never want to get bitten by a shark, don't go in the ocean. Right. I told him that. Right. And he's like, okay, then maybe I shouldn't put this money in the stock market. Right. Absolutely. Right. At 76 years of age, right. you maybe don't you need shouldn't. to. That's right. You're fine. Your, yep. your financial and retirement plan says you're okay. Right. Why do you want to chase after something you're scared to do? Right. It's FOMO though, isn't it? Yeah. It's emotional. Yeah. It's emotional on the way down. It's emotional on the way up. Yeah. When we talk about how great our portfolio is, well, I should put more money at it. Right. Whoa, 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 right. whoa. Why? Yeah. Here's the other thing about when do I get in. And I've had this conversation with a number of people too. So, Dave, I want to put some new money into the portfolio. Okay. When should I do it? Now. Well, should I wait for a pullback? In what? Well, when the markets pull back. Which market? What market? <laughs> Well, the S&P. Okay, but you've only got lim- you've got, you know, a, a certain percentage of exposure to the S&P. So yeah. if the S&P's down, gold's up and bonds are up, that doesn't mean the portfolio is going to be down. Yeah. Right? So this is it's really interesting that that there it it's about structure and discipline, right? We're fighting against time and volatility, yep. right? It's it's an age-old battle, right? But you can you can win that with the proper approach. Correct. And and understanding your numbers and understanding why you're doing what you're doing. I want to invest in the market. What for? And I've had this conversation. You've had this conversation with many people. Mm. If you made an extra $100,000, what would that do for you? Right. There'd be more. I, I understand <laughs> that. Yeah, I get it. But what does it do for you? Why? Uh, yeah, what? Uh, I don't know. Like, are you going to spend it? Are you going to donate it? Yeah. Are you going to... Gifting you know, it to the kids? What is it? What what's the purpose of that? Yeah. Well, I don't know. More means more. I understand that. Right. Like, I understand how math works. <laughs> But explain to me why you're chasing more. Right. And it's, it's very challenging for many people to explain why they're chasing more. Well, and we've all been trained, you know, as, as we've been brought up, right? You've got to save and you've got to have, that's the mentality. And to some extent, we've got to reprogram ourselves now. But there's a difference between saving and chasing after more. Oh, yeah, correct. Correct. But we've been, a lot of people have been, have been, have been trained on growth. And you've got to retrain. Right? And this is what we say yeah. all the time. We've been doing this for 12 years, I think, on air now, talking about the fact that the rules of investing change because you have multiple and often competing goals in retirement. Correct. So just build your proper structure for those different goals. Correct. Right? It's a lot less stressful when you just have that structure and discipline. Absolutely. And then when the volatility creeps up, like it did this year, we, we had um, a great opportunity to take advantage of it. Oh, did we ever. Right. Did we ever. You know, that, that was a very interesting time when the markets fall even we go back to 2008, 2015. Yeah. Oil markets started to tip yeah. over. Yeah. You know, these are times where I tell you, I keep on saying it's yeah. fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's Boxing Day shopping coming. I pound the table once in a while. Yeah. And then we capitalize on it. It's That's fun. right. So you can take advantage. But okay. Structure and discipline. Have I said it enough? Is that the superpowers? I, I can't wait to be walking around Calgary and hear somebody talking about I'm going to make a t-shirt for you. <laughs> Structure and discipline are my superpowers. <laughs> my investing superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> so again, uh, if you want more information about this, if you want to understand the structure and discipline, the, the pillars to success in your retirement, you can join us at our, at our next seminar on Tuesday, January 19th, 7 p.m. live online. You need to register for that. So go to morethanmoneyradio.com. That's morethanmoneyradio.com to register. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of More Than Money. We look forward to chatting with you next week. 
David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund, an investment industry regulatory organization of Canada. David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.